So we're starting with Proverbs, Proverbs 1. And here it is. It says, uh, the, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, great uh, king of Israel. Now, remember, we talked about in the introduction that most of the book of Proverbs, all but the last two chapters written by Solomon. Now, the uh, thank you, Christopher, for posting that. Now, the 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 um, the last two books, it says someone else. But there is some thought among theologians that it was um, that it was Solomon just under a different pen name. But here uh, it, it is point, it pointed out. And here's the purpose. Watch this for gaining wisdom and instruction for understanding words of insight, for restriving, uh, receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right. And what I'm going to do actually too, guys, I'm going to switch my version to the NLT because I believe that that is um, really good for verse by verse. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pick right back up. Uh, their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. These, these, so these, the writings of Solomon, he said, this is exactly what this book is about. It's about teaching wisdom. It's about teaching discipline, helping to understand insight. And if there's anything that we know we need now, uh, more than ever in our lives is understanding, is discipline, is wisdom, is insight. Insight is never, uh, if, if you think wisdom, teaching, discipline, and insight is a bad thing, raise your hand. I, it's not. And so here he is. I want to teach these things. Now, you got to remember, here's what's key. Solomon wasn't always wise. We read this last week in the introduction. We were in the book of Kings, and it, and it was a point where he was like, look, God, you made me you made me king over these people, but I'm young, and I have no clue what I'm doing. And he asked for wisdom. And then it was God who did what? Gave him the wisdom that he has. And so now here he is. Watch this. This is a great principle that, that now God said, I'm going to make you the wisest person ever on earth. Uh, he says, and I'm still going to give you all those riches and things that you didn't even ask for. And so now the, the same thing he received from God, the wisdom, he's doing what? He is giving it to everyone else in the book of Proverbs. And again, they're just short sayings of wise, short wise sayings. And, and, and that's a principle there that the, the same things we have received from God, the same thing that God has blessed us with, we would be selfish if we were just to keep it to ourselves. If God has blessed you with a special talent or God has blessed you with a gift. And by the way, an impact principle is he's blessed all of us with talent and he's blessed all of us with the gift. Some of us, listen, he's blessed all of us with something that we do. That's our, that, 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 that is our sweet spot. Something that we do that, that interests us, something that we do that, that we feel like we're in the zone when we're doing it. Or we know I'm just here to, whether it's encouraging people. Some people have the gift of hospitality. Some, listen, what, some people have a gift of insight. Like they can tell when something's going on. Like if Tiffany's got something going on or Jason's got something going on, they can just tell. Jaleesa can like, you know what? I just feel as if there's something going on with Charles. I need to check on him and pray with him. That is a gift. Listen, the gift ain't just about somebody standing on a pulpit or somebody who's got a microphone on a Zoom call or someone who's got a microphone and they're singing for you. We elevate certain things and we shouldn't. Like this all works together because we're the what? We're the body of Christ and everybody's got a role to play. Some people have like, like for whatever reason, they're in tune with giving and what, with what people need. And so they're like resources. They can hand out so many, like they, like, like Tanya, Tanya is a resource person. Like Tanya knows somebody for everything, for this or for that and she can get people to different resources and that is a talent and a gift and so the same way that we have these watch this that solomon got this wisdom and the the beautiful thing about this book is that he got the wisdom but he didn't keep the wisdom for himself and he just operate uh, in wisdom he shared this he shared these the, 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 these tidbits of wisdom with us. And so he says the purpose of it is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insight of the wise. The purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, 
just and what is fair. Since these proverbs, watch, I love this. Watch this. These proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. This is what I love about it is because uh, this may sound funny, um, but if you are, it, listen, Pete, there's hope for everybody that you don't have to know it all. You don't, you, you don't have to be the, the smartest or the, the sharpest knife in the, in the box. You don't have to be the sharpest tool in the toolbox. He said that because we can always what? Learn. We can always gain more knowledge. Listen, we live in a, we live in a time right now, Tracy, where, uh, uh, Dietrich, we live in a time right now. Watch this. Where there's so much information about everything available to us if we just seek it out. And he's saying that in this book that we're, we're teaching you all this kind of stuff. Why? It says so that the, so that can give insight to the simple that those who don't know will know at some point, because, again, you got to remember Solomon is coming from a standpoint as, as someone who didn't know, but now knows Solomon. It is, it's interesting that he that he says, give insight to the simple. Watch this and knowledge and discernment to the young. If you go back to, 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 uh, to the introduction of Proverbs, we talked about how he said, I am young and I don't know what to do. So he is trying to help who he calls the young and the simple because he understands that his, at some point in his life, he was young and simple. Listen, when God delivers us something or brings us out of something, the question is, do we forget who we were before God changed our lives to the point. See, Solomon didn't forget that at one point he was young and he was simple. And now I've got to help people who may be young and simple minded to gain this wisdom. And I can do that for them. And so sometimes, so what happens is we get saved and God has blessed us. And then, and, and we got this going on, that going on. And then we turn our noses up at people as if we've always had it together or if we've always had it perfect. You know, you have, you ever said, you don't have to tell on yourself. So don't even worry about raising your hand up. But have you, have you ever said to yourself, I just don't understand why he acts like that. Well, I just don't understand why she, yes, you do understand why they act like that because we all used to act like that. And if we want to tell the truth tonight at Bible study, not only do we all used to act like that, I'm going to talk about myself. Sometimes I still act like that. Okay. And I'm not glorifying it. I'm just being truthful and honest that yes, he brought us out. And so, but sometimes we forget that I can't praise God for delivering me, but then act like he, that I wasn't delivered from something. If I'm going to praise him for delivering me, then I need to remember that I was once delivered. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see, I see you, Brian, big facts. I, so I was, I was once lost, but so there was a part of me that was out there, but he brought me out and I'm not glorifying it. I'm just telling you that, 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 that they, not only was I never perfect, that I'm still not perfect now. And so what Solomon is saying is, is to give insight to the simple and to give knowledge and discernment to the young. And so we can always grow and we can always learn. Watch this verse five. He says, let the wise listen to these proverbs and become what? Even wiser. Simple people can learn. The young can learn, not get knowledge and discernment. And the wise can continue to get more wise. Come on, somebody. He says, listen, let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. We are never too smart or never too wise to the point that we can't learn anything, that we can't grow more. Our, our, our desire should be to grow more. Our desire should be to learn more. Listen, if, if God is God and he is God of the universe, there, there's, there's no, there, there's no level to where we can get to where we understand everything about him. Listen, I don't know about you, but I had a hard time passing algebra two in high school. And so if I can't understand Crystal, you know, she laughing. Crystal, no, I don't know math. Listen, if I, if I had a hard time passing algebra two in high school, why do I think I have the God of heaven figured out? And this is what's so funny sometimes when we talk about this impact where we can get kind of judgy and say, well, this is what God, God said and God wants you and God, God, it's like, yeah, okay, you, you don't understand everything about God. Okay. And so, and, and, and none of us do, but we can get wiser. We can continue to learn and we can continue to grow. Everybody on this call, my prayer is that the you that is on this call today, 
is wiser than the you two years ago. That you can look back at 2015, uh, uh, Jaleesa, and Charles can look back at 2019, Charles, and that parent can look back at 2020, parent, and say that I am wiser today. I am stronger today. My faith has grown today. And by the way, if you look back at your life and you say, you know what? I don't know if I can say that, Pastor. I, I feel like maybe I did take some steps back. The beautiful thing is, is that 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new that you can all, you can start today to get back on track. And then and, and so in that way, if, if the you two years ago was in a much better position than the you today, you, you that don't have to be your testimony two years from now. You can change it and you can make it to where you now have a new testimony where, you know what, I was slipping. But now uh, two years, I, I made a, a choice and it doesn't have to take two years. I'm just using it as a number. But the point is, we can all grow even the wise. Let's continue in verse five. I told you guys, like it takes us so long to get through these books. Because we start reading this stuff and then God's got stuff for us. Uh, uh, but Sierra always tell me, take, take my time. So I'm gonna take my time. Here we go. It says, uh, let those with understanding, watch this, receive guidance. And so we're, so we're, we're talking here about, about learning and growing and understanding because we want to get knowledge, but knowledge, when we apply it, that's wisdom. Okay. Because you can have all the knowledge in the world, but then, to, but you don't apply it to your life. And now your life is messed up, but you've got the knowledge is you're not applying it. That's wisdom, right? And then it says those with understanding, those who understand, right? Let them receive what? Guidance by exploring the meaning of these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise uh, and their riddles. Now we start with, now we start with number one. Watch this, verse seven. Here we go. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. Right there. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. And it's funny because when you when 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 you choose to follow the Lord and you choose to operate in faith, it's so funny how people will say, well, faith is for the weak minded and faith is for those who can't um, who, who can't do for themselves and provide for themselves. And religion is for people who are feeble and people who are, no, 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 it actually isn't. And it's so funny how a lot of times they try to separate faith and, and science and faith. And, but there is no separation of he's the God who created. And the more and more you look at some of these folks who study the universe and study the stars and they study the you know, animals and stuff that come and say, there's no way in the world this stuff just happened. Someone, some, like there was a design to it, something greater than what is made it happen, right? And it says that the fear of the Lord is the foundation of what? True knowledge. But fools, here we go. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Watch this. Not only fools, not only despise wisdom, the knowledge and the application of the knowledge, despise discipline. Listen, when some of the best things we can have in our life, Charles, is when we are wrong, Tanya, and we have someone who will tell us that we are wrong. Some of the some of the most valuable people you can have in your life is someone who will pull you to the side in love and say, hey, listen, you're wrong about that. You need to fix that. I see you, Sierra, because Sierra does that to me all the time, even though sometimes I don't think that I'm wrong. I just don't say anything because, you know, it is what it is. We're married 13 years coming up. And so I'm not even going to bother with it. But 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 the best thing you can have in your life, though, is someone who will tell you you're wrong about this and you need to and you need to correct it. That discipline. Verse eight. My child. Here we go. Listen, when your father corrects you, don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from there will, will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. Now, understand this. I understand that there are a lot of folks who have grown up in a situation where their parents aren't the most wise and where their parents haven't dealt with them correctly and their parents haven't dealt. And so in this in an all things being equal statement, 100 percent true. But the great thing about God is that God will never leave you neglected, that even in portions where there may be a period of your life where a mother or a father wasn't there to guide you or wasn't there to lead you. There are 
people in your life that God will strategically place. Now watch this. Here's the thing about it, that some it, he will strategically place them there in your life as those figures. And sometimes it comes at different times in your life. And that you may have gone through a period, even when you're young or a teenager in your early twenties or something where that figure wasn't there, but somewhere down the path, God had put someone in, in your life to kind of shepherd you and to move you right along and to be that mother fa- uh, figure and to be that father figure, never leaving us alone. And watch this. And there are some times when we become believers where you may not have that, but God will be that for you. And the Holy Spirit will, 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 will drop wisdom on you and will lead. Cause remember the Bible, the Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will what lead and guide us into what into all truths, right? And so we have that uh, uh, there as well. It's just an acknowledgement that that yes, that that is a true saying. Uh, but everybody's situation is a little different with family dynamics. Okay, uh, but one thing is, is is true is that no matter what one generation above us did to us, we can do something different for the generation below us. So 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 just because if my if, if my father did not, but if my father did abandon me, that doesn't mean that I have to abandon my son. Or if my mother wasn't a true mom, doesn't mean that I have to, you know, I have to, you know, now you know, I'm going like I'm going to I'm going to pay them back for all the things that they did. Oh, you don't have to do that. Or now my kids, no, no you, your kids don't have to get it that way. You can you can you can uh, you can set the table and change a whole generational curse by 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 the other generation did what they did, but I'm going to that. So now even though you may not have gotten that as a child, you can now give that um, to to a child. Here we go, verse ten. Watch this. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. That's why I say you know better, do better. If the, if sinners entice you, it says turn your back on them. Man, let me tell you something. The Bible also says that in James that God is not tempted with evil, nor does he tempt man with evil. So he's never going to tempt Jason with evil. He's never going to tempt Tiffany with evil. Uh, he never will tempt parent with evil. And, and God's not tempted. It says that we are tempted by 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 the by our own lust uh, inside of our own hearts. And that's how we are enticed. Right. So if I got to deal with the issues that are already inside of me, why in the world would I want to surround myself with people who will also entice me and turn and try to lead me into sin? And so when he says, my child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. We got issues in this world. We got issues inside of us. Then we've got the spiritual battles we got to deal with. Why would we want to complicate it with other people who are going to lead us into sin? And so we, and so if we can cut one off, at least cut the people off that are going to lead you to do wrong, right? Because it's hard enough trying to cut my own self off when I, when I want to do wrong. And so when I've got this battle within myself, I got the world, I got a battle. And then I've got all, I see you, Tracy. And I got all, then what I need to do is like it says in verse, listen, this is wisdom. Wisdom says, my child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. Verse 11, they may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone just for fun. Let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow uh, them up alive like the grave. Let's swallow them whole like uh, those who go down to the pit of death. Uh, it says, think of the great things we'll get. We'll fill our houses with all the stuff that we take. Come throw your lots with us. We'll all share the loot. My child, verse 15 says, don't go along with them. Watch this. Watch this. Brian, I see you. I can do bad all by myself. Watch, watch this, Brian. Verse 15 says, my child, don't go along with them. Not only don't go with them, it then says, and stay far away from their paths. Not only am I going to go with you, I'm not even going in the direction that you are going in. I'm going in a whole different direction. It says, listen, when they plot like that, Tracy, they want to, you know what, go ahead and let it happen. He says, but what, but what, don't go with them and stay far from their paths. It says they're, they're, they rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees a trap uh, uh, being set, it knows to stay away. 
I'm going to say it again. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. When you run with people like that, it is nothing but a trap for you. This is wisdom. Y'all book a proverb. He's saying this. And if a bird, if a bird sees a trap, a bird, why do you think even in nature, whether it's a bear trap? We, so we watch this show, uh, Naked and Afraid all the time. And, and people are basically in the, in the, in the wilderness by themselves or with a group of people. And they have to survive with only like one tool or something like that. So they got to do fires. They got to build shelters and stuff like that. And so they set traps for animals to try to eat. And so when they set the traps, they cover it up with stuff so the animal can't tell that it's a trap. A lot of traps that are set for us, we don't see it. It's more, watch this, watch this, watch this, Jason. It is disguised in fun. It's disguised in, oh, it's okay. It's disguised in, oh, you deserve it. And, and we know that we probably shouldn't partake in some of this, but we do it, we do it anyway. It says, but if a bird sees it, no one worth, no hunter worth their, worth their weight will set a trap that's what that, that that is visible to the prey. The prey, you, the way you get the prey is you set the trap. And so it's like, oh, well, they just they're my friends, though. Uh, we, we've been cool for so long. You know, yeah, they 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 do that. But I don't really do it. I'm just going to roll with them. And no. But then what's going to happen is you don't see it. And then now you're in the trap. It says, so I'm, I'm trying to tell you that that this is a trap. So you can see that it's a trap and you can stay what off those paths. 18 says, but these people watch this when they said when they say they set up an ambush for other people, it says they are setting up an ambush for themselves. They are trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all, watch this, who are greedy for money, it robs them of their life. I'm going to watch this. Such is the, remember, we just did a study. Anybody on this call who was in, uh, in Bible study this past summer, we did a, we, we took a break from the verse by verse and we read a book, Radical by David Platt. Please get it. Radical by David Platt. So much so that if anybody wants to get the book, whether, you know, reach out to Sierra, reach out to Tanya or Tracy, whoever, and, and impact will buy the book and send it to you because it is the basis of why we do church the way we do it. Why we, we serve. We don't do all the fluff and, and stuff. I see you, Brian. Brian read it, it because it talks about how this whole, I won't do a whole thing on radicals that we did already. You can also go back on the Buzzsprout page and listen to the teaching uh, and, and, and read the book, how greed and how this thought of success is running everything, even the church, even the church. So, we'll, so, so, so what we'll do is we'll have 20 offerings. Uh, we, we have the $10 line, the $100 line to this line. We got, we got the pastor's jet thing, uh, the, the pastor's jet, uh, 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 offering. We've got, you know, Sierra and I have an anniversary coming up on, on, um, on, on Monday. Uh, uh, and we're going to be in South Carolina. So it's like, well, now the church has got to pay for our trip. And now no, we don't do any of that foolishness because greed and this lust after money and stuff has not only American society. I don't care. That's, that's secular. That's carnal, but it has also taken over the Western church. Like we have. It, it, it's look anytime you can go to a church and there's marble floors on the bathroom and marble granite and, and, and granite countertops in the bathrooms but you have single moms who can't afford to eat and you have people who can't afford to pay their rent but you make them feel bad because they haven't stepped in the 100 line that is greed i see you tanya i'm gonna preach i'm gonna stop doing it though because because so, i say i go on church too hard but that's greed that's greed you got look, the pastor's got to drive a Bentley, but you got a mom of two who get on a bus and, and have to take 45 minutes to get on the metro to come to church. And she better be on time because she got to usher today. And if she ain't on time to usher, usher then sister, sister, you know, Elva is going to be mad at her because she was. But she got two. She got two young kids. She takes. Her, why don't you pick her up, sister Elva, and then bring her to church so she'll be on time to usher or don't put much pressure on her to get on time to usher. Anyway, but the point is, is that he says that that such is the fate 
of all who are what? Greedy for money because it does what? It robs them of life. Meaning there is something about this pursuit of stuff and material things and greed. Watch this. That robs you of life. Meaning that there's something precious about life that is detached from material things. But we, but we don't say that. If I have enough faith and pray right, then I can have a white picket fence. Tracy know that I mess with her. If I pray enough tonight, God's going to drop me one of those cars that Tracy got. One of those nice Mercedes. He's going to drop it right here in front of my house if I pray enough and if I give enough. But no, it's totally detached from stuff. Jesus Christ himself, the best pastor the earth has ever seen, has says, I have foxes have holes, birds have nests, but I have nowhere to lay my head. He told the rich young ruler, he said, listen, do you want to follow me? Sell everything you have and just come on. And the guy couldn't do it. He walked away. He was really, really, really uh, uh, sad. There's a detachment from things that brings about an abundant life. 20, here we go. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowd along the main street, to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons? Listen, this is what he's saying, that wisdom is here and available to everyone. How long will you not listen? How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long, you mockers, relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. He's saying this, that with, because he's what he said, that wisdom is not only available to everybody, that it is also, that it is easy to, to access and that it, and that wisdom can be free to all. And that how, that, and those who don't get wisdom, it is because you are deciding to say, to stay simple. It is because you are deciding to stay ignorant. It's because you're deciding not to get it. That wisdom is available and easy to access. And if you decide, not to get it. It is because you have decided. It says, how long will you insist on being simple minded? It's because you want to be simple. And then by the way, some of us can look back at points of our lives and say, yeah, yeah, I wanted to be stupid. I wanted to be simple minded. I was doing whatever I wanted to do. I know it was dumb, but it's like at some point we make a change and say, I no longer what will be a, a simple minded or operate that way. Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. Now, here's the thing. You can have the wisdom and have the knowledge, but if you ain't going to do something, it is so funny how sometimes God will give us the wisdom and give us the knowledge. And then, and then we'll say, you know, whether it's for a new job or whether it's for uh, something with your home or something that you, that, that, that you've been praying about and God has given you the, the, um, the, the, the wisdom of how to operate. We'll still say, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and fast or I'm just waiting for, I'm waiting for God. Cause we do this thing in church. I'm waiting for God to release me. People do that all the time. Even when it comes to churches, like they will sit there and stay at a, at a, at a I'm not trying to pick a church. They'll sit there and stay at a bad church and they say they're waiting for God to release them as if God's going to hate you one way or the other, because, you know, you left the church that, you know, for whatever foolishness is going like, I'm waiting for God to, to release. But if he's already given you the signs, here's what's funny too. Like, look at, look at the story of Moses. We'll do this. We'll do this next week. Um, but in, the story of Moses, when he's leading the, the, the children of Israel out of Egypt, there was a point where they get to, uh, to the Red Sea and then, and then, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And then God, I see, I see you, Crystal. After we know, we have to want to do it. That's right. That's right. Now watch this. And then, and then they get to the point and then they don't know what to do. And then God prays to Moses and God literally says to Moses, why are you asking me what to do? I've already instructed you. Raise your staff and then we're going to go to work. Like he literally says, what are you praying to me for? What are you asking me this for? We, you have the instruction. And so again, again, he says, I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. 24, 
Uh, I called you so often, but you wouldn't, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock when disaster takes over you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone and anguish and distress overwhelming you. This is funny because like you, and we've probably been in these situations where we've tried to help somebody. We've given them the wisdom. They don't want to listen to it. And now they got to deal with the consequences of their actions. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm telling you this. I want I want to see Sister Tanya in a situation where she's because she seems like somebody who knows how to pour it on somebody when she's tried to give you wisdom, when she's tried to tell you exactly what to do, has tried to help you. You don't do it. Now you got to lay on your own bed. This seems like the like the scripture that Sister Tanya would read to somebody when they're not listening to the wisdom that she's trying to give them. That she's like, now I'm going to laugh when you're in trouble. I'm going to mock you when <laughs> Tracy says, right, I'm going to mock you when disaster overtakes you like a storm because that because that listen, we also live in a in a, in a situation where no where in in, in a society where we do want to detach ourselves from consequences of decisions and actions. And, you know, and listen, God's grace and his mercy isn't necessarily about taking a, a, a consequence from you. You make a decision. Sometimes you're going to have to live with that, with the consequences of that action. And we've all lived with consequences of that action. The grace is that the, that is that the, 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 the penalty of that sin isn't weighed on us. The consequence of it. Um, sometimes we, we, we got to live out. Let's see. It says, when you cry, this is verse 28. When you cry for help, I will not answer. Uh, though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. And so again, here, here it is, is that, listen, it's available. It's available. But then in certain times when you can't find it, you, and, and this is what's interesting, is that is that I, I, it's almost like a light switch. Like you can't just walk in and all of a sudden cut a light switch on to make good decisions or, or even with self-discipline. A lot of it is what have you done with some of the small things? What have you done in the time where it's not time to panic? What have you done when there is when there is no trouble around you? Have you disciplined yourself? Have you exercised in your faith? Have you exercised in prayer? Have you have have you have you worked so this way when it when when trouble comes upon you, you're already well versed in the things of wisdom. You already know how to respond. It's so funny because we sit there and talk about you know uh, Daniel and the lions then or you know Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, those stories and stuff like that. Like they didn't all of a sudden when trouble came decided to pray. They were already in the habit of praying the the, the the amount of times per day that they prayed for that. And so they were already in the habit of doing those things. And so when trouble came, they knew exactly what to do. They did what they always have been doing. And for some of us, if, if we're in the habit of spending that time with God, in the habit of prayer, in the habit of being in the word, when something comes to Jason, Jason won't say, you know what? Let me call Janice to see what I'm supposed to do. You know why? Because Jason will already know what to do because he's already been praying. He's already been prayed up. He already knows to go to God. And so now we don't have to have anyone calling pastor at 1.30 in the morning. And pastor's got to talk about the same stuff that we've been preaching about because no, they're not listening or taking or whatever. And it's like, because because now we, because that's how we sometimes make heroes out of these individuals. Oh, I love my pastor because Rick, I call him at one in the morning. He was up two hours talking me through it. Now, if there's a true crisis, yes, that happens with some people. But some of it's not. We, wisdom's available to everybody. Somebody posted a, um, a story on, on uh, uh, Instagram, I think. Uh, maybe it was Facebook. I can't remember. Uh, maybe a month ago, and I read it. And she was talking about how, how you know, the church had hurt her father and like he he sacrificed so much as their pastor we were on family vacation and someone's daughter had to go to the hospital and so he left family vacation early to go with them in the hospital and pray for her and stuff like that and he did all this stuff and they ended up leaving the church three weeks later and all sorts of kind of stuff and it's like well why did he leave the family vacation why isn't this child's parent praying for them why like you have the power so, but what happens is we elevate people. Okay. You have the power to do it yourself. And I only want to get, be, you know, we can do a whole different, um, 
Oh, maybe we should do a whole different study on that. I'll do a whole, we can do a whole different study on, on um, the only, the, the, what, what do I say? That we have a mediator between God and man, and it is now Jesus Christ, right? And so, and so you don't have to go through anyone to get to God, but we love to do it because people are tangible. Um, and so, and so, you know, when, when, when I need something to touch or feel, because, because I can't operate it in faith, I want someone to touch, but then we end up making idols um, of these people. But we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll do that. We'll do that later. Let's see. Um, yeah, 734. We got a couple more verses to read and we'll be, done, we'll, we'll be done with chapter one. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of, of their own way, choking on their own schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency, but all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. All right, guys, let's pray. 